You're listening to the Josh Paul Podcast. Connect with Josh on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or by visiting joshpaul.org. Now, here's Josh. Uh, Joshua 2.1 is where we're going to be tonight. Yeah, sorry about that. I could feel somebody's toes under my feet. God, you know, God is fighting our battles. You know that? God is fighting. While we sit here right now, the, the Bible says stand. Stand back. He actually said step back and watch the salvation of the Lord. How many of you ever? <laughs> I love it. I love it. When you, when you just turn to your friend and say, step back and watch this. Have you ever been in one of those moments? I was watching this show the other day where, where these little kids snuck off and they, they bought this big uh, firecracker about this big round, about that tall, and uh, one of them lit it and they all stood back and the other one was like, just watch this. <laughs> and it blew up the sky so big, it was unimaginable. God, are we even aware of what God can do for us tonight? Come on, I'm talking to somebody. Yeah, he can clean up a, a damaged soul. He can walk right up into a, a harlot's house and, and clean things up. He can walk right into a dumpster and say, be made new. He can walk right up into your situation and say, hey, you, ain't, ain't you tired of living so low? Come with me. Come with me. So we're going to go over to Joshua 2 tonight. And I believe it's 1 all the way down through 21. We'll see how far we get. But uh, now Joshua, the son of Nun, spent, he sent out to, let me set this up for you. The, the children of Israel are out in the desert. They've taken what was supposed to be a two, uh, uh, 11 day journey and they've made it into 40 years. They were circling around this same mountain. I know that was none of y'all. I know he was not talking to none of y'all when he wrote that passage, talking about going around the same thing, same thing, same thing, year after year, year after year, uh, new diet resolution, new re religious resolution. I'm going to read my Bible every day. I'm going to pray every day. Yeah, we all fell, but you know what? Learn something from this. We don't have to take as long as these people did. What did they get caught up doing? They were serving idol gods, and they were out worshiping themselves. Some of them went out and danced naked around some stuff. It was getting crazy out there in the desert. But how many know? I have seen some of y'all's car pulling into the desert right over there. I won't look at you. Yeah, I've seen your car pulling out of the desert. <laughs> Act like y'all ain't never been nowhere. But God is faithful and just and so gracious. Come on. How many know that he'll give us a second chance? Oh, I'm so thankful for second chances. I am so thankful because in my life I have so, done some dumb stuff. Listen to this. It says, and so, and so, and so, uh, jo Joshua was made in charge, and he was going to be the one to go and take them into the promised land. Y'all know the story. Y'all know it. And so, this is where they are. Now, Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go, view the land, especially Jericho. So they went out and came to a house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. Now, for the first time today, I stopped and I asked myself, why did these men of God stop at a harlot's house to lodge there? And I won't ask any more questions because it's really none of my business what happened. Um, we'll just stay godly and say they just spent the night in the other room. And so, but, you know, why, why, out of all the houses in the city, why don't you have to go to the harlot's house? 
Oh, and she was well known, by the way. Her, she, she's even named in the Bible. Her name was Rahab. Everybody know Rahab? You've heard her of her at least once. She went down in history for being a harlot. Oh, yeah. And, and so they, 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 they stopped off at Rahab's house. I was talking to a guy up in my office earlier. Um, he done something real dumb the other day. And, uh, uh, I, I don't know if none of y'all know him, so I'll go ahead and tell him. But uh, he, was, uh, he was speeding real fast. He was going like 107 miles an hour in like a 65, and he got a ticket. And, um, he, and he was all worried. You know, he was sitting on my couch talking about, oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. What if I lose my license? You know, I don't do this. I, I'm not this kind of person. I don't live like you. Know, da, 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 da. I make, I've been making all kinds of bad decisions lately. I said, you're you're just 20 years old. You just wait. Wait wait till you really make some big just stupid decisions. You know? Oh, y'all are angels in here. I know. Y'all y'all ain't never done nothing. I can tell by the way you are looking at me that y'all have never done nothing and that's fine. I'll preach to myself. That's okay. I looked at him I said, "Listen to me. You're going to be fine. This is going to be just fine. You're going to be doing a lot dumber stuff later down the road." And that's how we learn. That is how we learn. But hopefully, we can learn beforehand in stories like this. Hopefully, we can learn to take the 11-day map instead of the 40-year map. Come on, somebody. I'm talking to somebody. You have a crossroads in your life, and you have an option. They had the option to take the 11-day map or the 40-year journey. God lets go either way because he's a God of free will, and he won't make us do everything, anything. He won't make us do anything. But, uh, you know, so, 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 so they were, they were. They, uh, they stopped off at the harlot's house. And um, they lodged there for the night. And um, but 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 how many know? How many know that God God also knew Rahab's name? She was famous in her country for being a whore, but uh, uh, she, God knew her name, and that wasn't the name He called her. Guess what God called Rahab? He called her beloved. God called Rahab beloved. We called her the whore. He called her beloved. So we're not what this world calls us. We're what God calls us. And we hear that all the time, but we've got to get that in our spirit. We are not weak, low, you know, done, out out of chances. Man, God is a God of a second chance tonight. He's a God of a second. I need somebody to hear me that he is the God of a second chance tonight. You have not ruined it. You may have went your whole life being crazy, but tonight, Today, wherever you're watching this, listen to it. Today can be a brand new beginning. And speaking of dumb stuff, oh gosh, I just remembered. Uh, it was imagine Christmas 2009. <laughs> I, I got Andrew. Uh, uh, I went over to Andrew's house. I got him a present, and um, I got him a fold-out chair and a fishing knife, like you know, you clean fish with. And so I had it all wrapped up. He unwrapped it, whatever. He was trying to get the knife out of the pack, and he couldn't go. And you know, like when somebody's just moving so slow and you can't stand it, you're just like, give it here. Just give it to me. So I, I, I got it. For, I was like, just let me have it. So I was ripping it open, and psh, I cut the biggest gash in my hand. Surprised I didn't cut it off. So there on Christmas Eve, I had to go to the emergency room because, because I wasn't patient. Come on, somebody. How long... 
how long would it have taken him to get that knife open? Maybe five more minutes? Certainly a lot. Come on, learn from my dumbness. Don't go spend five hours in the ER when you can wait five minutes. We got to learn some patience, America. I wanted, man, I just, you know, I grabbed it and, I, and there it went. We do dumb things all the time. And, you know, these people stopped off at Rahab's house. And I, that, I just got stuck on that today. I got stuck on it. I had never, like, why did they go there? The Bible doesn't say, you know, it doesn't doesn't really say after that. But we're, we're going to go ahead. Just say God has a plan. Turn it here and say God has some sort of plan out of this. He's got some sort of plan, surely. And it was told to the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab. So I'm wondering, how, how did this king of Jericho also know about Rahab? Is anybody else asking these questions? Anyway, saying, why was she so common? Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. Listen to this. So she said, yes, the men did come to me, when I, but I do not know where they were from. When and it happened as the gate was being shut, when it was dark, that the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, she told the guys, <laughs> for you may overtake them. Get out of here. Go run after them quick. But she had brought them up onto the roof and hid them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid out in order on the roof. Then the men pursued them by the road to Jordan on the fords. And as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. How many knows that God will even use a harlot to confuse the devil to give you an escape route? Come on, somebody. He will use the craziness of this world. To, I like to say, you know, when I get behind a slow car on the way to work or something, or I'm on the way to somewhere, I like to, I now call them angels. Because you know what? I was probably speeding, and that person probably saved my life. Vicky was talking about that today. <laughs> she said, no, that wasn't no angel. Well, <laughs> we got we to gotta get used to it. <laughs> so anyway, now therefore, now before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof and in nine, it says, and said to the men, I know, come on, listen to this. I know that the Lord has given you the land. Come on. Even the sinners know what's going on. Don't you know that even in this day in America, even the sinners know what is going on. Even the sinners know how out of hand it has gotten here. Even the sinners turn to the, turn to the, turn to the others and be like, man, that's getting deep. Listen to this. I know that the Lord has given you the land that the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of this land are faint-hearted because of you. Listen to me. We've heard of your gods, what she's saying. We, your reputation came before you. I knew who you were before you got here. The rumors have been out about you. They've been out about you and your God and what he's been doing. What he's been doing over there on River Road. Oh yeah, the rumors are getting out about God. They went before these men and said, for we have heard, listen, we've heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea. For you, when you, when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Shanha and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. 
And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Let's recap. So they stopped off at little Rahab the harlot's house. And she, even she knows what God's up to. Even she knows what God is doing. She repeats back to him. She said, we was all scared. And you know what? You know what? You know what? You know, did you, did you catch what happened there? It said, it said, uh, there, there, uh, neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. I like that. I walk up and the devil gets scared. There remained no courage in anybody in that land because they knew that once God showed up, things was going to start happening. Come on, somebody. Once God showed up on the scene, once God showed up on the situation, they, tables was going to be flipped over. Mountains was going to be flipped over into the sea. My God, when Jesus shows up into the situation, listen to this in 12. It says, now, therefore, I beg you. This is what she's saying to them. I beg you, swear to me by the Lord. Since I have shown you kindness. See, she, she lied to those guys. They would have took their life. Those guys came looking for the children of Israel. They would have took their life. And Rahab hid them on her roof under the, the flax. Hid them. Saved them. She was a sinner. They were the saints of God. The people of God. And listen to what she's saying. She said, since I've shown you kindness, that you would also show me kindness to my father's house. And give me a true token. And spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. Listen to that. Because she knew what was coming. She knew. She just said it up there. She said, I know. I know God has given you this land. I know it. I know God. Have you ever? I love looking at people's lives and being like, I know the hand of the Lord is upon you. I am messing with you because I have seen God move in your life. I ain't about to touch you. I ain't about to. There's a verse in the Bible that says, touch not God's anointed. You will not hear me speaking negatively about another pastor, another minister, another synagogue. I won't do it. You can't make me do it. I won't talk. I just am not going to do it because you know what? They are his whether you like them or not. They're his especially whether you like them or not. I could name a whole list of preachers right now y'all don't like, but guess who loves them? God. Get inspired. Order Josh Paul's newest book entitled Closer to the Father. It's a daily prayer devotional and fasting journal. Each day, you'll be guided through a prayer that will grow your faith and deepen your relationship with God. You'll receive daily motivation to be your best as you journey deeper into prayer. God loves when you pray bold prayers. Get your copy by visiting joshpaul.org or call 1-800-722-8714. Order now. You're just 21 days away from a closer walk with the Father. Y'all don't like that, I can tell. But I ain't moving on from it. 
Because you know what? We, we got to get to a spot in Christianity where we don't have, you know, our little favorites and our clubs. And, well, we do it this way and y'all do it that way. We can't get along. And I can't go to y'all's church because y'all don't believe like me and this and that and all the rest of them. Well, he, 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 that, that, he's too positive and he's too negative. He's too hellfire and brimstone and he's too faith and grace and all the good stuff. Oh, and somebody told me I was a prosperity preacher recently and a prosperity televangelist. I said, well, praise God, you know, the, the Bible says he came that we may prosper, but what? As our soul prospers. You see, they forget to tag on the rest of it. They'll, they'll name you things, but they forget to call you the whole thing. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you about prosperity, but I'll also tell you about how demons are after you. And how about the, the devil roams about like a lion, real, trying to find anybody he can kill, steal, or destroy. And see, while you was busy talking about somebody else, the devil was knocking on your door trying to kill, steal, and destroy you while you were distracted with somebody else's mess. I'm preaching church. It's time to get the house in order. So, so here we are. Children of Israel, two of them went out to search the land. They're hiding in a, in a, a harlot's house. And she's asking for kindness. And so the men answered her, our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business, if y'all don't talk about what's going on here and us coming to spot out the land and all that, if, if you don't tell this business of ours, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window for her house was on the city wall and dwelt and she dwelt on the wall and said to them, go to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, you may go your way. So the men said to her, we will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have made to us, unless when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And then it goes on down into 21. So, so they're, they're saying, you got to tie this outside your window. You got to tie. And what color was it? It was scarlet. All through the Old Testament, God is trying to give us this picture of himself. He's trying to say uh, every time. Remember, remember, remember um, you know, the, the, if the blood was applied to the door at the Passover, he was going to pass over. And, and, and if you apply this scarlet rope out your window, we're going to what? pass over your house when the army comes in to devour this land and when they would come in and they would shed the animal's blood come on everything happening in the new testament is is god getting us ready for the for the bride and, and getting us ready for this new covenant come on you know what god did he was saving this this harlot's life you know god had a plan See, we wouldn't have had a plan for her. Some of them had, did have a plan for her. But this world, you know, tends to throw people out. This world tends to walk all over or, or turn their head in a different direction if they don't see something that, you know, maybe I can't get this out of you or, I, you know, this or, or I, 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 we got a saying here around Wilkes County. I don't even know if this is a thing around the rest of the country. I ain't got no use for them. Is that a thing everywhere else? I've always thought that was funny. I've never said that. I ain't got no use for them. So you use people. So that's what you do is use people. I ain't got no use for them. Okay. Well, I don't know what to say to you. God saved this. God saved this lady's whole house. Because you know what? And she, 
It doesn't mention it, but she was acting out of faith. She acted out of faith to put that. She trusted those guys. She trusted them. She she did her part, and that was to apply the scarlet rope out the window. So when they came back, God's looking for a way that he can save us. And then, so I started thinking about all these people in the Bible and, you know, maybe this was this, this, this harlot's second chance. Maybe she had, maybe this was just a time in her life when, when she was ready to make things right. It seemed that she knew a few things about God. Maybe she had visited a few churches or, you know, maybe, maybe she had uh, gotten, maybe she was like Nicodemus and went in the middle of the night talking to somebody about Jesus, talking about how could I be saved? And, you know, she, she obviously knew a few things because she knew that God, she knew the split the waters. She knew the miracles. She knew all these things. She, She had been asking around. So maybe just maybe, this was her second chance. And what if they what if they would have said, no, you're just, oh gosh, we know what they call you here. Oh Lord, you are gonna be going down with the rest of them. We have seen you in action. No, we have heard your story. We write people off so fast because of what other people said about them, and you didn't even know them. See, people hate you right now for stories they heard about you that aren't even true. Isn't that crazy? I'll move on. But I believe that God is a God of a second chance. And, and that's where I want to I want to close and I want to end tonight because, you know, God, God wants to give us a second chance. God, God is always looking for a new beginning for us. He said, behold, I will make a way where there seems to be no way. I will cause a, a river to run in a dry place. I will, I, will, I will pave a road for you in the middle of a desert. Here we're in 2 Samuel 11, 14 through 17. Um, that's where David, remember remember David? Y'all remember David, a man after God's own heart, a.k.a. known as one of the craziest people in the Bible. Uh, having adulterous affairs, sending people off to war, killing people. He was a murderer. Then he lost a baby. Then all this. Uh, man, David was a messy, crazy man. He was, That dude was crazy. And then, then we got Peter. I mean, Peter hanging out with Jesus this whole time, y'all. He was hanging out. He walked with, with Jesus this whole time. But guess what? Peter was the one that denied that he even knew Jesus. Three times. Thrice, the Bible says. He said, no, no I don't know the man. I don't know him. I don't, I don't know the man. Can you imagine being on the scene, seeing Jesus, getting ready to go to the cross? And you're like, oh, no, I don't know him. You see, because we do things that we never think we would do when we're put in situations that we never thought we would be in. We do things that we never thought we would do when we're in situations that we never thought we would be in. That's why we can never judge somebody else for the thing they did. Because you don't know what you would have did had you been in that situation and when you know remember when they when when they came to get peter when G- G- judas sold him out judas 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 sold him out for a couple of things of silver and they came to get him and 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 what, what did peter do he chopped off the guy's ear that guy was crazy he chopped off a man's ear and jesus was like peter and got the ear and put it back on and all this stuff and then but but i want you to listen to this peter was a hot mess Matthew 16, 13, it says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, well, we say Philippi, but I think it's Philippi. He asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah and others, uh, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? I want to stop right there for a second. Who do you say I am? 
do you say that I am? Do you ever mention me? Maybe we could say, maybe, maybe, maybe we don't. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? He's asking these people that have been walking with him. He's saying, look, I don't care what they're saying. I don't care what they say about me. I know the truth about me. I know that I'm my father's. I know that I'm his. I, I, I don't give one flip about what they say. I don't have time because Jesus was on a mission. And we put too much stock in what people say or think or do or, or all the, the rest of it. But he says, listen to this. He says, and this is a question we've got to get to. Who do you say that I am? And, and Simon Peter answered. He, qu- he quickly answered. He said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And what did Jesus say to him? He answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I'll also say to you that you are Peter. You see what happened there? He said, you are the Christ. You are the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus looked back at him and said, you are Peter. You are Peter. And it says, You are Peter, and on this rock, he's saying on this revelation of you knowing who I am, of you knowing this this relationship, of you seeing me for who I am and not for 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 the people said that I am and all this stuff, because you spent time with me. You know me. You got down in prayer. You read your Bible. You got the, the word upon your heart. He said, Peter, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Whoo! Come on, and he goes on to say, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever, whatever, turn to your neighbor and say, whatever, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's the same hot mess, Peter, that was back there cutting off ears, that was back there denying Jesus. How are you going to build your church on a man that denied you? No, he didn't build his church on a man. He built his church on a revelation of who, come on somebody. He built his church on a revelation of who Jesus Christ was and that relationship. Because that's what old, that's what, that's, that's the whole thing. You know what? God wanted a family, so he sowed a seed of Jesus to get you. It's the whole thing. Circle back, all the way back to the gospel every time. The scarlet hanging off the window so they'd be saved. It all leads back to Jesus. And Jesus always leads back, just like the guy, the prodigal son. He's standing down at the end of the driveway with arms wide open, not saying, oh, Lord, here comes my son. He spent everything he had, and he's messed up again. No. He sees you coming and all your mess and all your your stuff. And I'm not saying live a life of sin. I'm not saying go out in the hog pen every day and keep coming back and then go out back in the hog pen and then keep coming back and living in sin and knowing you're living. I'm not talking about that. I'm living. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Christians who try to live for God every day. I'm talking about people who try to stay righteous before God every day. But how many know that we can't do that because we are sinners and we all, 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 all turn to your neighbor and say, you two have fallen short of the glory of God. But we keep marching on. But there's our dad standing at the end of the driveway. Guess who else got a second chance, Zacchaeus? Almost nearly everybody in the well, everybody in the Bible did get a second chance. 
And maybe tonight needs to be your second chance. Maybe you've been beating yourself up. Maybe you've found yourself caught up in some situation you didn't know you were going to be in. Maybe you maybe you got in a fight you didn't mean to get in. Maybe you found yourself in a financial situation. God can give you a second chance. And if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, then he can surely give you a second chance. It doesn't matter what rock you've been under. It doesn't matter what harlot's house you've been in. It doesn't matter what you shot up your arm yesterday. doesn't matter what pill you popped into your tongue. doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Jesus accepts all. It says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever, whosoever, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. And so what do we do? What do we do? We're, see, we're looking for restoration. We're continually, I, I don't know about you, but I started my journey on restoration and I'm still in it. Oh, people have had a lot of things to say about me over the years. Some of y'all can vouch for that because you've heard them and that's okay. Probably most of them is true and I don't care what you think about me. But you know what? I'm on a journey of restoration just like you are. Just like you are, I'm on a journey of restoration. And we'll never be fully restored, I don't think, until we get there. Until we get there and in the arms of Jesus. Have y'all seen that picture on Facebook where that, that woman's just hugging this, 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 you know, being of Jesus. And it's just like, she just has the biggest smile on her face. And there's just this big old light. I think that's how it's just going to be when you go running into the gates and he just embraces you in the biggest hug you've ever had in your life. He says, Welcome. Welcome. Welcome home. Joel 2. Joel 2, it says, Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. We all know that. Rend your heart. He's saying, give me your insides and not your outsides. Give me what really matters to you. Give me what really, really matters to you. Read your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness. And he relents from doing harm. See, he don't want to do harm. He wants to give a second chance. He wants to give us a second chance. And so um, if you're watching this or listening somewhere, call, call this number. It's 1-800-722-8714. It'll be at the bottom of the screen. Call that number right now. Somebody will pray with you. There is hope in the name of Jesus. Listen to me right now. There is not a pit that you can go down into that God can't pick you up out of it and dust you off and make you brand new right now. You don't even have to wait. God can do it right now. It says, blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. What were they doing? Down in Joel, guess what else happened? Restoration. Because they cried out to God. They cried out to God, and God restored them for the years that the locust came, and the canker worm came, and the palmer worm came, and he restored their lives. Come on, stand to your feet tonight. God restored their lives. He restored them. And so God can restore you tonight. God is able Makes me think of that old story, uh, Jonathan and Mephibosheth. I don't know if I can relate to any more. I don't, I don't know if I can relate to any more stories more than this story. Mephibosheth 
Have you ever been dropped? Dropped by a friend, dropped by a wife, dropped by a husband, dropped by this, dropped when you were little, just dropped. You didn't want to get dropped. You were too little to even do anything about it, but you got dropped. You got dropped. God saw it. God saw it. God knows. And so Mephibosheth, they were coming in and raiding his house, and the, the handmaiden dropped him, and it left him crippled. Have you ever felt crippled? Have you ever felt so frozen in something you can't move? Have you ever felt so trapped by something in life? Just know that God has restoration for you. Guess what happened to Mephibosheth? Well, Mephibosheth essentially was a king's kid. But he had been living down in Lodabar. Come on, somebody. He was a king's kid, and he had been living down in the slum. So the king said, is there anybody left of the house of Jonathan? And they said, Mephibosheth is left. He's living down in uh, Lodabar. Lodabar. The bar is low. Lodabar. Lodabar. He was down in Lodabar. And so guess what? The king... Mephibosheth couldn't walk himself. So the king sent him. Sent for him. The king sent for him. And said, come to my house. You're going to eat at my table. You're going to sit at the king's table. Because this is who you are. This is your heritage. This is who you are. To I'm restoring to you what's yours. All the lies that were on you. All the death and destruction, the shame and regret of the mistakes. I'm wiping that away. I'm giving you a second chance and I'm calling for you. may not even be able to walk to me right now. I'm going to carry you. You may have got so dropped and so crippled and maimed by this world. I'm going to send for you. I'm going to have them carry you to the king's table. Now, I don't know if that's you, but I bet it's somebody. I can't relate to any story in the Bible more because, you know, we, we, we get dropped. We get dropped mentally, emotionally, physically. We get dropped in this life. Sometimes we even drop ourselves in a situation we never even ended up, we didn't want to end up in. But there we are. But let me tell you this. There's not a spot that you've ever been that God did not see you laying there crippled, maimed, helpless, waiting for you because but just like the man that laid there for 38 years what had to happen he said do, do you want to be made well do you want it what a silly question but I'm asking you tonight do you want it he ain't going to force it on you do you want a second chance because he's handing them out like crazy oh man he's handing them out like hotcakes it's like sprinkles on cupcakes. Sling that stuff everywhere. God's got it. God has got it. God has got what you need. He's got what you're looking for tonight. And he sent the king. He sent the people to carry you to the king's house. Well, I hope this podcast is a blessing to you. Make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend who needs a blessing. Be sure to sign up for our email list too. We give away free gear and products and you'll be the first one to hear about the latest episodes and all the latest news. Till next time, pray big prayers and watch God move. Have a blessed day.